0: Welcome to episode one of Digging Deep for Treasures with Cecile Gloria. With Thanksgiving over and Christmas coming up, do you find yourself wrapped up in the hustle and bustle of the season and needing an extra dose of peace? Do you wish you could have more moments of being still and getting a chance to reflect on the true essence of Christmas? Then stay tuned as my guest and I converse on how to get our hearts ready for Advent. Welcome to Digging Deep for Treasures podcast. This is your host, Cecil Valoria, a Christian author and a retired teacher. This podcast is to encourage women to grow in their faith and harness the power of the Holy Spirit as we unearth scriptural truths so that we can live a peace-filled life in this fear-prone world. Now sit back, relax, and let's dig deep for treasures from His Word. My guest today is Nicole, and I am wowed by her. She currently lives in Fort Wayne, Indiana with her husband, Paul, and their three children, Owen, Hannah, and Madeline. In her free time, she enjoys training for half marathons, discovering new hiking paths, as well as advocating for world missions or curling up with a good mystery novel. So Nicole, with all that being said, there's more to you that wows me. So I'm gonna go ahead and give you a chance to tell me about yourself. Tell us about yourself.
1: Ah, uh, yes. Well, thank you so much for having me here today. I'm excited about this. Um, yeah, you kind of gave that little summary there. Um, they kind of summed it up in a way. My I think I feel like this time of life that we're in right now I feel like we are wading into the waters of teenage years um but the waters are like rising rapidly (laughs) um I feel like yeah that's just kind of what we are we are in the midst of just all of the things that come with teenage years it's just like there's more places that they have to be and Um, They seem to be way more expensive than babies ever were. And just the relationship that you have with your teenagers looks so different than it does with a toddler. Toddlers are all about that quality time and just being with them, reading them books and cuddling. And uh, teenagers are so much more about that, having that conversation and looking them in the eye and listening to their opinions. And um, so we are, yeah, we are in the middle of all that. I I do enjoy training for those half marathons. I enjoy running, Um, but it helps that I have a husband who also does the same. So we kind of have our own little running community together in that way. So, yeah, I guess those are a few little things about me. (laughs) That is wonderful. But there's something
0: else that I'm really, really very interested about. Do you work outside of the home or?
1: Yes, I do. I work for a foster care and adoption agency um, here in the Fort Wayne, Indiana area called Gateway Woods. And Uh so I help license foster parents and help um, get the paperwork around for um, adoptions as well.
0: The other thing that I want you to know is Nicole is also an author. And her book called Prepare Him Room is something that is very applicable to our time right now and so before i let her share about that nicole and i actually share a commonality and that is we both had struggled with anxiety and so i want nicole to kind of just give us an idea of what her book is about how it's related to her struggle and
1: um, just go for it nicole Okay. <laughs> I feel like we have to go back in a time machine a bit um, to kind of lay the groundwork of where I uh, just, my struggle with anxiety even originated. Like I resonate with you in that my first memories of anxiety go back all the way to third grade. Wow. And yeah, I can remember um, just anxious nights. Oh, not able to sleep. Um, I actually, my third grade teacher, I have this recollection of her telling my parents that like a parent teacher night were you back to school and um that her saying you don't have to worry about something because nicole will worry about it for you and that has stuck with me because like even as a third grader like that was so entrenched to me i was worried about the ozone long uh-huh. before anybody else was worried about the ozone oh <laughs> i was so nervous. oh i it was yeah so i and for the longest time, my anxiety was revolving around those really big things that I couldn't control, like the ozone. Um, our house was going to burn down. A tornado was going to take us out. Oh. I mean, just these like really big things. Um, and then when I became, I gave my life to Christ as a 15-year-old, and that, uh, my anxiety kind of changed with it. Those bigger things, I could very well just trust God for it. I didn't have to know um as much about those things or like, if it was going to happen or not, I could just trust God that he was going to take care of me in that. But it turned into more about, um, I was anxious about those little things that maybe I could control the outcome of. And I think that really fed into my perfectionism and my, my, uh, tendency to be a doer and always wanting to accomplish things. And I was kind of putting my identity more into those doing of things as than in my identity and just resting in Christ. Um, and that uh, kind of became how my life was. I, I struggled with the thought that like as a Christ follower, I shouldn't be anxious. I'm um, just, First Peter five, seven says, cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. That verse was like nails on a chalkboard for me for so many years because it just wasn't that simple. Like I tried to cast care. I just tried and tried. It just would not work. Um, And finally in 2018, it came because I went through an episode of depression that I finally went and sought help and got answers and actually received a diagnosis of general anxiety disorder. So after three decades of struggling with anxiety, but call, just thinking I was a worry wart, like that was what my, you know, I'm just, just going to worry about everything. Yes. But realizing yes. like it is actually, that is actually had a diagnosis. And when you had that, that it helped me to make sense of like the last 30 years.
0: <laughs> and see, that's, I think where the difference, you know, lies between the two of us, because I was diagnosed early on mm-hmm. at eight years old. My mom took me to the emergency room consistently, constantly. And, uh, one of those visits, the doc, I heard the doctor say, oh, this, this girl is going to have a CBA. And I had no clue what that meant, but in my brain, it was like, oh my gosh, I am going to die. You know? So those are the kinds of thoughts that children, people with anxiety disorders have. It's the what ifs, what if I'm going to, be so sick? What if I'm going to die? What if, you know, all the different things. But one thing that I want to encourage us is that I've read that people who have anxiety are actually very, very smart people. Because we come up with all this Ideas in our brains, if you're not smart enough, you wouldn't be able to come up with all the ideas <laughs> that you have. Like, look at you, you were worrying at third grade about the ozone layer and all this. I mean, who does that, right? Only someone who is very smart. And you have that capacity in your brain to think those things. And so, just a little encouragement for all those who are suffering from anxiety. Um, that yeah, you probably are very very smart. <laughs>
1: <So> <laughs> we are. We're often very prepared in our minds because we've thought through every single scenario of all of the what ifs. <laughs>
0: exactly, exactly. Um, and I think the thing is, you your uh, discovery of your diagnosis actually helped you to go back through those three de- decades. Whereas with me, my discovery of being Um, or having general anxiety disorder, it didn't really make that much sense for me, but God kind of gave me a resilience that I didn't even know. Even if I knew that I was different, even if I knew that I had anxiety disorder, knowing the diagnosis didn't really mean so much to me because at my age, I, I didn't know. Tell us a little bit, about how you got into um, writing your book and tell us about the intentional day-to-day living.
1: Yeah, so for me, my anxiety revolving around um, never feeling like I'm doing enough so that, that constantly needing to be doing something um, and feeling whatever I was doing was never gonna stack up or never be enough. And I, I found that I needed to just start doing small intentional moments Uh every single day and just focusing on just small little things. And as I focused on those small intentional moments, it helped me feel like I had a bit of control in the places that I could control and allowed the rest of it to be in God's hands. So I, I broke it down to like there's seven different areas of life, just everyday life that we can be intentional with. We can be intentional with our heart. And that go that starts with um just at the very beginning um of the day, even just focusing our heart and our yeah, our, our hearts focus on God, being intentional with our thoughts. Um, that one is a huge one for anxiety. Um being intentional with our home, whether it be like how we take care of our house or how we um What we do with our home and how we minister, use it to minister to others, being intentional with our health. And that could be like the mental, the physical, all of those different areas of health, Um, being intentional with our time, (laughs) intentional with our money, Uh and intentional with our relationships.
0: Yes. I love those seven areas um, because they're the big ones, actually, that we usually don't even think about, but we use so much of right? Our time, our heart, Mm -hmm. everything. And if we are not really focusing, if we're not really being intentional, then sometimes it slips through the cracks. And so talk to us more. And the reason why I am asking Nicole to share about this is because we are coming up with the holidays. And I think this is really very helpful to us, because I know that most of the time, even the positive things that happen in our life can bring us stress, and so it's very important for us to be intentional, like what you
1: said nicole so um
0: tell yes. us or.
1: so um, yeah so really the um, this whole the intentional life ministry, what I um, yeah work out of, actually started with an advent devotional that I had put out on my blog back in 2017. It actually was before, several years ago. And I did it as just like once a week for seven weeks, I put a different focus of the Advent season with those seven different topics that I had just mentioned. And being intentional with our, this Advent time before Christmas and being intentional in preparing those different parts of our lives Preparing room for Jesus, because so many of those areas, if you just think through, as I listed them, just how we often, it just becomes about, we just get caught up in the the day-to-day, and it just becomes living, and we're just doing things for ourselves without even realizing it, and it's helping us to slow down, to think through each of those different areas, and how we can use those areas for God's glory, and how we can use it to point others to Him, so I had written it as a blog. And I last year at this time, I put it together and made it into a small little Advent devotional um, called Prepare Him Room an Intentional Advent. I love
0: especially it just helps you every day to prepare for what the day ahead looks like.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: I am excited to be reading what you wrote. Yes.
1: So, I'm yeah. And pray it blesses you. I
0: know it will, Nicole, I know it will. So tell us about something else, something else that I am so proud about with you and your family is, you actually have started um, funding missions with skincare. (laughs) 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 So talk to us about that.
1: Yeah, so that seems really kind of like on opposite ends of the spectrum. So this was actually back in 2015 is when I started doing this, Uh Uh, but we, I, I, sorry, even started before that, as far as we had several of our friends going into the mission field and we wanted to be able to support every single one of them and really serve as senders. Uh And we started looking at like, where, what can we cut out in our, budget, you know, subscriptions, dropping out some of these things that we just really didn't need to spend on ourselves and funnel that towards supporting our friends. And we did that, but we wanted to be, we're just like, what else could we do? So we started thinking outside the box. And I had a friend who um, I knew was a consultant for a skincare company called Rodan and Fields. And I said, what well, just what is, you know, I investigated what it would look like if I did this too. And I just said, 100% from day one, A hundred percent, whatever commissions I make, it's just all going to missions. Yes. And so I'm still doing that here in 2021, still doing, um, the skincare business. And at this point we have been able to funnel over $60,000 to, um, mission organizations. So it's grown from just like the initial I had for the first year, each month, I gave it to a different friend of ours or a mission organization that they worked for, um, But then after that, I built in like monthly subscriptions. So at this point, we have 15 different organizations that we're able to support monthly. Three of them are child sponsorships. um, And they're all over the globe. We've got people down in um, South America and Africa. We have somebody over in Papua New Guinea um, and just all different sorts of missions. Like not only is there Bible translation, but there's um, clean water. Um, We have friends of ours that are living with a tribe in the middle of a jungle for uh-huh. 25 years to teach wow. them about God. I mean, it's just, Oh my yeah. goodness. So I've had people think like have asked me like, why would you do skincare for something that's missions? And I thought, you know what? I, I see it as something that is temporal, like taking yeah. care of our skin. It is a temporal thing that can fund something that is eternal. And I love that just God can redeem, um, so much of our messiness and this is something that he can redeem something that is temporal for something that's eternal.
0: And see, that's what I really um, love about what you're doing. I mean, because, you know, yeah, you're using something that's for the outside, but we are more than skin deep. And so you <laughs> are touching on the inside as yeah. well. And I love, cause I've, I've been listening to your, your video And I know, I know that um, you said, and I think this is such an encouragement also to everyone. You said life has more meaning when we have a purpose outside of us. And so, yeah, you, you, your use of the skincare business touches the outside, but there's purpose that is beyond that, that also, you know, digs into what is inside of us. And so I am so proud of you for doing that. Thank you so much, because I've also been very involved in, in, you know, ministries. I was with Campus Crusade for Christ for such a long time. This is another thing that shows what you talk about living intentionally. This is the money part. This is the giving part. And so this just is a manifestation of what you are trying to also live in with your family in your life. And so I just love that.
1: (laughs) Yes. Yes. And when I put that out there, as far as like we give radically, because yeah, that is, we're giving away a lot of money that I could be using for a vacation or something. (laughs) And it's not something that we expect everybody else to do. But even if you're just being intentional with how you spend your money, intentional on um, how you give it, like knowing where you're giving it and just looking at a way of just living generously, not only living generously with your money, but living generously with your time, um, with your home. You can just look all different aspects.
0: Yes. And I understand what intentionality means, especially this past two years, because I um, retired as a uh, elementary school teacher so that I could take care of my 94 year old dad. And so after I retired, I actually stood in front of my closet and I saw all this clothes, all the shoes, all (laughs) this, I mean, you know, and you pair your clothes and shoes with jewelry and whatever, you know, accessories and stuff. And I looked at it and I said, so what now? you know you have so much and yet you can't even wear them you can't even do anything with them because when we're we're stuck in the pandemic right now you can't go out you can't dress up i mean you're always at home you know gives you but when i did that god is so amazing because i am involved with another group of writers and one of the ladies that joined us actually is an organizer. And so she has been wanting to write. She has been wanting to write a book. She has been writing, wanting to, you know, put out devotionals and stuff like that. So she saw me as a resource. And I said, you know what? I need organizing. I need to minima, you know, be a minimalist and get rid of all these different things. She said, well, Cecile, why don't we just exchange skills? You help me ah. with my writing and I'll help you with your organizing. And so we did that. <laughs> and the first thing I asked her to help me with was my closet. So I have pared down so much. Um, of the clothes I had, and the shoes and stuff, and I'm still on the. Um, I am still going on. I'm still keeping on with with just intentionally looking at our space, looking at our home, and trying mm-hmm. to figure out what do I need and what do I not need. And even when I am spending money now, I mean, because I love to give gifts also and stuff like that, or I'd love to just buy things and (laughs) now I look at before I purchase anything I am like do I really need this what can is this really necessary right now yes yep yeah so those kinds of things I asked Nicole actually about how she deals with her fears because with me I know that there are things that we can do to kind of help us but the biggest thing that helps me is actually having God's word speak yeah. to me. And yeah. so I kind of asked Nicole to share a verse or two that she uses or she goes to her go to verses when she starts feeling fearful or anxious or worried. So, Nicole.
1: Yes, I'll actually I'll read it out first and then I'll explain why it speaks to me. Um, Colossians 1, 16 through 17. For by him all things were created, in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities. All things were created through him and for him, and he is before all things, and in him all things hold together. I love that because how so much of my anxiety goes to like that needing to be in control, and if I'm not in control, and is everything going to work out all right, and um. Just be able to go back to the, to that word of truth and be like, you know what? He is before all things he, he is before, even before I had this thought, he was there and he is holding everything together. And because he's holding it all together, I don't have to. (laughs) Yes. We take on so
0: much, right? We take on so much upon ourselves thinking that we can handle this, but in actuality, we can't. Yeah. And so we have to let it go and let the master handle it for us.
1: Yes. Yeah. Oh. Now we can, like we can, I think it's those times when I'm just like, oh, I'm failing at everything. Everything is falling apart and just be like, actually, that's probably, that's an extreme. <laughs> <it go> down. <laughs> everything is not falling apart, but it only is not falling apart because God is holding it all together. I do not have to be the one to be in charge of that.
0: Very true. Very true. When you go to scriptures, it is amazing what God does. When you put your trust and faith in what he says, Mm -hmm. it's amazing what he gives back to you. And I've seen that. And I have all throughout my journey, I have seen his faithfulness. And in, in those times where I was so fearful. Anything else, Nicole, that you want to share with
1: us? As far as, um, maybe how you can, if you're interested in getting the book, I can share where you can find that on Amazon Uh huh. Um, and just type in prepare him room and intentional advent, and that'll pop up. And if I would love to connect with people, um, I'm yes. on Instagram and Facebook. Um, I do most of my posting on Instagram and then share to Facebook. So you can find me. Um, it's all lowercase. Mrs. Underscore. Nicole. Underscore. Suvar. And the spelling
0: name. of Nicole
1: is N I C H O L E. Yes. There is an H in the middle of that. Yes. Yeah. And I also have an, a weekly email series that comes out every week. And it's just a short, you can read it in like three minutes. It's just a short um, devotional of sorts that just kind of helps you refocus on just being intentional. And it just each week is one of the different of the seven areas that I talk about. I never spam. All I ever do is just send out those emails of just encouragement. So if you want to get in on that email series, if you go to my Instagram account, you'll see a little link and it has everything in there.
0: Oh, thank you so much, Nicole. Any closing thoughts? Any um, call to action for your for our audience here? Um,
1: I just was just encourage uh, each of us. I know that sometimes, especially people who like me, that feel like they have to be always be doing something, and so adding like this whole, oh, I need to be intentional, and like that can maybe stress out somebody. But it's not. It's not adding another thing to your list. It is just taking small moments of every day and using those to live for God's glory and point others to him. If that is, that is the whole purpose of our life. If we are doing small little moments every day, then suddenly you have thousands of days added up and you have a life of purpose. So it's just, yeah, taking those small moments, one moment at a time.
0: I love it. Thank you so much, Nicole. It is such, such a pleasure beautiful. and an honor for me to have you here. And I will put all uh, Nicole's information on the show notes so you can connect with her. And again, Nicole, I am wowed by the <laughs> things that you and your family are doing. Keep up the good work and let's keep in touch. Yes. And, that's yeah. Nicole and I are actually serving as volunteer leaders for uh, COMPEL uh, training. And so if, if you are interested in writing, please check out COMPEL training as well.
1: Yeah, it is a great resource. Yes, it is.
0: Thank you, Nicole. Yes, thanks for talking with me today. I appreciate it. Of course. And thank you. This was a treat for us. Thank you for joining me today on this episode of Digging Deep for Treasures. If you enjoyed it, I'd love for you to subscribe so you don't miss any future ones. Of course, it would be amazing if you leave a rating and review. This will help more women find the podcast and grow in their faith and peace. If you're not sure how to leave a rating and review, click on the podcast app you're listening to and look for the ratings and review option. I'd also like to invite you to join my private Facebook group so we can get to know each other more. It's a great community where we can engage, learn, and grow together. Just hop on to at Digging Deep for Treasures, then enter your name and email, and you'll receive an invite for the group. You can also connect with me on my website, cecilevaloria.com, or on Instagram at at Valoria Cecile. Thank you once again, and may you have a blessed week. See you next week.